1: Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina.
1: So we're going to start today with a bit of a reality check. What can you tell us?
2: Reality check is right up the alley because the reality conference is coming up, Tina. It's going to be held in a couple of days in Toronto, and this is going to be one of the greatest real estate conferences ever put together. The speaker lineup is
1: phenomenal. Okay, so let's go through the rundown. Who can people expect to see there? And is it open to the general public?
2: It is. It is open to uh, either real estate agents or fans of real estate, so anyone can buy a, a ticket to attend this, and it's going to be phenomenal. You're going to have Simula Lee. You're going to have Bill Clinton, plasma St. John, and these are absolutely phenomenal speakers. I mean, uh, you've got a, a great lineup, not only from the real estate industry, from people outside of the real estate industry and that's going to give us a great perspective on where the industry is headed and what we can expect. Uh, under Bill Clinton, the U.S. had built the most homes uh, you know, in a presidency and, and we're going to be able to take that information and learn from it and be able to extrapolate that into our marketplace and you've got people that have run Uber and Netflix and and be able to take their ideas and implement them into real estate and just have a a phenomenal idea of how uh, 2023 will shape out and, and what we can expect.
1: And that's exactly what I wanted to ask you. Do you expect that the speakers, the presentations, will inform or guide how the market will sort of unfold in 2023?
2: Definitely, I, I think there's so many misconceptions out there, and, and by listening to some of the economists that will be there, Benjamin Tall,
1: and Rosenberg, uh, you've got some very sharp minds there. Them, as opposed to being a realtor, an agent who is working in this industry, in the business.
2: So, real estate affects everybody. Everyone that either owns property or rents. I mean, everyone has a home that they live in, and there's different ways that the real estate market affects everyone. So I think it's uh, it's a hot topic right now. It's what everyone talks about. It's what everyone kind of gathers around, uh, in, around the water cooler when they're talking about uh, buying or selling or how the market is or what their neighbors sold for. So this is going to be great information for everybody to be able to take back and share with their peers, with their family, with their colleagues and it's going to give them a better idea of where they see the market going and what you know then they can plan better as to whether they're going to buy next year or sell next year or invest. And it's going to give them good background to be able to make those decisions and and make those informed decisions.
1: Well, there is no doubt that the information is power, and uh, that's what we all need to make the the best decisions for our lives and the lives of those around us. Asif, give us the 411 in terms of this conference and where we can get tickets.
2: And that's the reality conference. It's put on by the Ontario Real Estate Association, and it's going to be held on November 22nd and 23rd. It's going to be at the Beanfield Centre, which is right downtown. It's on the CNE grounds right beside Hotel X. Great location, very easy to get to, phenomenal lineup of speakers, and it's going to sell out. It, there's been so much interest just over the last couple of weeks after the speaker lineup was announced, And to get tickets, you're going to go to realityconference.ca. That's realityconference.ca.
1: After the break, we hear from the coach, the real estate coach, that is. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-KHAN. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif.
3: Thank you, Tina. Joining us from Edmonton, Alberta, is Craig Pilgrim. Craig, welcome to On The Market. Thank you very much, Asif. Thank you, Tina. You know, Craig, there's been so much talk about whether this is a bull market or a bear market. And uh, a bull market is typically defined as a heated market, which uh, you, you see great, greater than average price appreciation over a, a specific time period. And a bear market in real estate is typically defined as a significant decline in home prices over an extended period of time. Seeing what you're seeing with your coaching students across Canada, would you say you were in a bear market right now? And will that continue or will it be a bull market as we move forward?
4: Well, I think I'm certainly not an economist, but looking at the definitions you gave with respect to a bear market, I think that's where we're headed. That's where we've been. I know the conversation is always with the description over a period of time. I don't frankly think there's been enough time to decide whether the market's bear or bull. At the end of the day though, prices have been declining across the country and the numbers of transactions have been declining across the country and I suspect that will continue into the new year. Now,
3: typically though a bear market sees a lot of people hitting the market and and putting their homes up for sale for various reasons, but we haven't seen that. Have, have you heard anywhere across the country where where, where they're seeing more listings than uh, as previously in, in the last few years?
4: No, that's an excellent point Asif is I've, I coach industry members literally across the country. I don't coach anybody in my own uh, province or in my own city of Edmonton. To a professional across the country though, absolutely we are seeing those bear market indicators. That is the decreased activity, decreased prices. But we're not seeing all of those people rushing to market to list their homes anywhere.
3: And what do you think that is, Craig?
4: Well, I think a lot of it is simply people need somewhere to live. And people in times of concern, times of crisis, times of fear, tend to sit still. They're not going to necessarily make a move unless they have to make a move. And you and I have talked before about the sort of the big five you know, the birth, death, divorce, marriage, and job transfer. If those factors aren't at play, people tend to stay put. True.
3: And and with the immigration that's coming in, how do you see that uh, for 2023? How do you see that playing out for 2023?
4: Well, I've always really struggled with this notion that our markets across the country are going to be such a challenge when they take into they being the my friends call them the food scientists, the they's, when they take into account the typical factors of prices and so on, what I think over gets gets overlooked more often than not is the immigration and the effective immigration and interprovincial migration. And I believe prices will increase next year in many many parts of the country, especially in lower mainland Vancouver and in parts of the GTA because there are simply more people coming here and more heartbeats than there are houses, and they all have to live somewhere.
3: More heartbeats than houses like that. Now, whenever there's change in real estate, and you look at change right now with uh, the interest rates going up and activity declining, you see a lot of people sitting on the fence and and just sitting still. Do you see them sitting still in the future, or, or when do you see them coming off the fence?
4: I would expect in most places across the country by the middle of January, you're gonna see people start coming off the fence. Our market in Edmonton has been largely the same for the last five to six years, and it's what a lot of my members, especially in the GTA and Lower Mainland Vancouver are starting to experience now. We've been experiencing for five or six years in Edmonton, and the way it plays out, and it's going to play out again the same way this year, is as we, now that we have snow in Edmonton, we're sort of rolling into the end of season, if you will, And the interest rates keep going up and there's talk about them possibly going up again before the year's out. And I look at that like gas prices before a long weekend. And this is how I've always seen it play out in our industry is people jump up and down and scream about the long weekend gas price. We complain about it. Now you can sub interest rates. Once they get used to it, it comes back down marginally. That becomes the new normal. And so I believe these interest rates are simply the new normal. We will roll through Christmas and into the new year, into January, and that will be like the long weekend of gas prices for interest rates. And people will get back into home buying and selling. Interesting. So are you suggesting,
3: Craig, that what you're seeing in Edmonton is basically the barometer for what you're going to see across the country?
4: Yeah, I think I'd stick my neck out on this one and say, yeah, absolutely. We have been living this for six years in Edmonton. And with the members that I have the luxury of coaching across the country, that's what we're seeing. Tactics I employed for the last five years in Edmonton, we are starting to use now in the GTA and Lower Mainland. And they're effective. The market's changed.
3: And when we're looking at uh, house prices and you're comparing them to where we were January 1st to where we are now, in the GTA, we're up about 9% overall on average price. So although we've seen a decline per se over the 20, 25% increases, house prices have still increased over the nine month, 10 month period. So with economists saying that we should expect another 15 to 30% decline, how do you feel about that prediction?
4: I always find it somewhat laughable that particular prediction. I remember last year, there were some large national bodies that went on record to indicate that people are going to take 25 and 30% losses on their homes. And they would just have to get used to it or suck it up. And I remember thinking to myself, who can afford to take a 30% hit on anything? Never mind a million and a half dollar asset. Nobody's going to take that hit. They're going to stay. Until they either die in place or the market changes, and for most people, they only need to wait another year or two, and the market will be favorable again, and they can get on with life.
3: And you really have to take those predictions with a grain of salt because you need a catalyst for people to want to sell. That's right. And and you need high unemployment, which we don't have. We we're short people to work, and we're mm-hmm. trying to hire anybody. So you don't have that. You don't you don't have the catalyst that a typical recession would. Uh, you know, Garner. So, you know, how do you take what's happening in the economy and and come up with these prices that uh, you know they should be falling fifteen percent or thirty percent?
4: I I don't know how they get there. I honestly don't know how they get there. It's like taking two plus two and getting seven. I don't know how they get there. It's not a straight line. It's never been a straight line. And and you and I have talked about this many times over the years. I mean, every single market across the country is local almost to the neighborhood, never mind the municipality. And it's it's the same everywhere in the country. Neighborhood-specific activity continues despite what's happening. And the other thing that we're seeing is rental prices
3: increasing, like skyrocketing. So, you know, people that uh, aren't even in the housing market, if they're renting, they're starting to see huge increases in what they're going to have to pay. So instead of getting a, a one plus one uh, condo in Toronto for 21 $2,200, you're starting to pay about $3,000 for that. How's that going to affect the housing market for purchasers? Is... Is the high rent price going to get some first-time buyers off of that fence? And instead of renting, are they going to jump into home ownership?
4: I think a lot of people will use that as the catalyst to get into the, into the market. If they've been holding off, quite often we will hear that people are waiting to hit the bottom. They're waiting for the so-called bubble to burst. And yes, you and I know the only way you ever can recognize the bottom is when you're climbing back out. So it only can be retrospective. The caution I have, the concern I have, is I do know of some industry members here in the GTA who have sold properties on behalf of consumers who are in a distressed situation. So the industry member was able to sell the home before the bank actually had to begin foreclosure proceedings. These consumers are now lease clients of these realtors, and what they're learning is the monthly rents are significantly higher than the mortgage payments they could no longer afford to make. And that's a real problem. If you couldn't afford to make the mortgage payment and you've lost the home or in the process of losing the home, how in the world can you ever afford to rent, especially, as you said, rents are increasing.
3: True. And and to complicate things more, if you want to say uh, they're expecting 500,000 new immigrants into the country generally speaking about 30% of those will move to the GTA so that's going to put a lot of pressure on the inventory that we have and with people sitting on the fence saying i'm going to wait until the market improves before i list my house how is that going to play out in terms of you know are, are we start are we going to start to see multiple offers bidding wars again uh, as soon as
4: maybe january i could see that i i could see a repeat of 2022 almost following the calendar of 2023 for exactly the reasons you alluded to. People are coming here faster than they can find places to live. It's a great place to come. The government of Canada wants people to come here. They all have to live somewhere. And if you, if you're the home seller, and this is what we saw earlier this year, it's exciting for you as a home seller, the prospect of the value of your property going up, but where am I going to put you?
3: So, Craig, where do you see us heading in 2023? Do you see, uh, I know you just said that uh, you expect a repeat of 2022, but do you see the bottom falling out uh, after the first quarter or so, or do you see a a trajectory that may be a little bit different than
4: what we saw in 2022? I would expect a, 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 a start to the year not unlike 2022. I would expect it... Ultimately, though, to be influenced by whatever the the interest rates are doing at that time and probably follow a more traditional trajectory. Um, It's kind of that squished bell curve that you and I are used to seeing when things are quote-unquote normal in a market. I would expect something resembling a little more normal next year with the increased or usual activity that we see in this marketplace because people need to move.
3: Now, getting back to the bear or bull market... Mm -hmm. Do, do you see uh, right now, as we speak, do you see us in a bear market? Do you see us in a, a bull market? I know there's lots of talk from the economists and, and and they're calling it a bear market. But what are you actually seeing with your coaching clients right across the country, where do you see us it, it, with the the actual picture, not what's being said or forecasted?
4: yeah, so i'm not I'm not an economist, so I have a limited understanding of bear and bull. We talked about that. Take the, the simple definitions away. In the end, I see people helping people who are trading in real estate and they're buying and selling homes in what I would consider a normal fashion. Forget bunch of inventory, forget all the things. People are buying and selling because people need to buy and sell. And that is what is still happening. So we're back to the old normal. For what I'm witnessing, this is what we used to call normal. This is normal.
3: Craig, always great to chat with you. You're so a wealth of information. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we hope to have you on again soon. It was my pleasure. This was fun. Thank you, Asif. Thank you, Tina.
1: When we come back, your questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Regions. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market. Time now for our email questions, and we begin with Edda in Markham. She has a two-part question. She wants to know how to prepare her mom's home to sell and how to find her mom an ideal senior's residence. Asif, where does this search begin?
2: Well, the search is going to begin by uh, sitting down and trying to figure out what amenities your mom needs to be close to. Does she need to be close to transit? Are there certain things in her life that are very important that we want to keep her near to? And that could be shopping, it could be friends, it could be family. So we're going to start the search that way. And then there's a number of senior's residences That uh, are available. So after that, it's visiting these seniors residences and and seeing where your mom is the most comfortable and then finding out what she wants in that seniors residence. Some of them will have full kitchens, some won't. Uh, Is that important to her? Does she like the uh, collaborative type of seniors residences where everyone will get together in, in a living area or Uh, seniors' residences where they arrange tours to go shopping or to different, uh, you know, to casinos and things like that. So there's so many different options available and it's just finding out what's important to your mom and then taking it from there. As for the first part, again, there's uh, decluttering is the main thing and after that it's uh, getting a realtor in there to identify what can be changed uh, easily and give you the most bang for your buck in terms of small renovations. So we usually go out and we'll point out things that we need to do to the home and uh, and we'll work with the sellers uh, or their family in order to make that process less stressful because all in all, if someone's been in this house for 25, 30 years, it's a very stressful process, decluttering and, and then having to make the changes necessary to showcase the home properly. So, you know, rely on your realtor to bring in their contacts and to bring in their, uh, their people that they have used and are comfortable with in order to make these changes and make that process as stress-free as possible for your mom and for your family.
1: So your advice would be for Etta to really connect with her her agent and to find perhaps those companies, those resources who could help with the declutter and perhaps those small maintenance issues that need to be addressed in the home.
2: Exactly, because you want to make sure the house shows the best possible. And, you know, seniors' residences are expensive, so you want to make sure that you're getting the most out of that property uh, in order to... Uh, you know facilitate that next uh, phase in your mom's lifestyle and you know there's if you're going out and getting different people that may or may not know how to showcase a home properly it may cause you a lot of stress and and take a lot longer than it should but there are certain companies that do this and have done this often and they know how uh, the process works and uh, how to go about
1: our next question comes from joe in thornhill he wants to know your best guess on the spring housing market, and if he should even consider selling, or do you expect a price drop, and he should stay put? Asif, what do you think?
2: Well, we're certainly anticipating that the spring market will be a lot more active than it has been over the last few months, and and there's a few reasons for that. One, usually when there's certain changes, it takes the the public about two to three months for to digest the changes and know that that's the uh, the new reality and you know we're not going to have those low low interest rates that we saw during the COVID period we're not going to have those again so the interest rates will fall in between the five and six percent mark and and those were normal rates going back about three years or so the other thing that we're going to get back to is uh the immigration so we're going to start seeing more and more people coming in which is going to put pressure on inventory uh, which is going to help sellers with uh, their property, selling their properties. Because right now there's uh, we're down in inventory because sellers are not putting their properties up for sale. They know that it's quieter out there and they're going to wait for the spring market. So I would recommend jumping on just before the spring market really kicks in. So maybe end of January, sometime in February to beat your neighbors to the punch. Because when there's a lot of inventory on the market, it's, it's more beneficial for buyers. So as a seller, you want to jump the gun a little bit and get on there first so you have all the attention of the buyers that are out there on your property. There's going to be a lot of buyers coming off the fence, and, and we anticipate, again, that you know January, February, March should be a lot busier than what we've seen over the last few months, and, and there are certain reasons for that. and And one of the reasons is that we're going to see prices level out. So you're not going to see those price drops that we've seen or the the perceived price drops because the price drop is basically the change in the mix which is affecting the price right now. So if you're selling more of the lower ticket items because of what people are qualifying for, the price, the average price is of course going to drop a little bit. But we're going to start to see that level out and uh, it should be a great market uh, for sellers.
1: Let's squeeze in one more. This one's from Linda in Unionville. She owns a condo which she rents out and manages on her own. She plans to raise the rent later this year, early next year. What is the process to do that?
2: So you're allowed to raise the rent by a certain percentage every year, or it goes by what the government or the landlord-tenant board is Uh, Advising landlords to increase the buy. So right now it's 1.2%. So you're allowed to raise the rent by 1.2%. And uh, once you see that, uh, uh, once you've given the notice to your renters that that is coming, you know, most landlords will say 30 to 60 days out that uh, they're going to be increasing the rent, and after that uh, you're able to do that. Now there is certain properties or types of properties that are exempt from that 1.2%. So Uh, I think it's 2018, if anything was built after 2018, uh, you can increase it a little bit more. So you just have to know what your guidelines are and the landlord tenant uh, board is where you'd go to and and you can Google it for rent increase guidelines for Ontario and you'll see what you're allowed to increase it for that year.
1: As a reminder, if you have questions for on the market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com but Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that?
2: Then get me at 416-985-CON. That's
1: 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening.